This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greetings to those who watch below. It's that time again, time for another roundup of some more paranormal tales as we continue for our Paranormal October series. But first, thank you to Steffi Ray, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim and Ghost City Shelton for continuing to be those who dwell below. If you'd like to join them as always, check out the link in the description box. Now, time for the stories. Lady in Black at the End of My Bed by Plume. For years I have tried to explain this event. At the time it couldn't have seemed more real. It was 2007. I was living in a townhouse in Newcastle, not far from a steep cliff by the sea, which had been known to claim a number of people's lives over the years. I went to bed around 11pm and was woken up after around 30 minutes when I heard some distinct noises in my bedroom that I still remember vividly to this day. I could clearly hear footsteps on the carpet walking around my room close to my bed, and occasionally noises that sounded like clothes dropping on my floor a number of times. It was as if someone was picking up shirts off my bedroom floor and dropping them back down onto the carpet. I was awake during numerous noises I heard in what seemed to be a period of two minutes. At the time, the most I reacted to this was to slightly open my eyes for a moment. I wasn't alarmed. Even though I was certain that somebody was in my room, I had reasoned with myself in a sleepy state that my flatmate must have come in briefly to look around for something. With this in mind, I thought nothing of it, and casually went back to sleep, even though that in itself would have been very unusual behaviour from him. Not long after I went back to sleep, I awoke again to the same noises. There were more footsteps on the carpet walking around my bed, and the sound of clothes being dropped on the floor again. Then I heard a louder noise which suddenly raised my awareness. There was a small plastic wrapper on the floor at the end of my bed, which I had previously not noticed. It was likely a thin transparent seal from a cigarette packet, and I heard the crunching noise of someone standing on it. In an otherwise silent room, this noise was quite loud. My eyes suddenly opened wide. I was now wide awake and quickly rethought the situation. Someone was in my room. I was certain of that. Then it dawned suddenly on me. There was no way my flatmate or anyone else I know would be walking around my room in the dark while I was sleeping. I had a rush of adrenaline, and my heart started pounding out of control. I felt paralysed with fear, but I had to confront who was there. After a moment of hesitation, I sat up very fast and faced towards the end of my bed, where the sound came from, quickly enough to startle anyone who would have been there. Then I saw a lady with long, blonde or grey hair, who appeared to be in her late fifties. She was standing sideways near the end of my bed, wearing a black dress. I could see her silhouette against the white wall behind her, and there was enough moonlight illuminating the room 
to make out her facial features. I stared directly at her eyes for a few seconds, and was thoroughly haunted by her expressionless face, staring right back at me, over her left shoulder. She had frozen still where she stood on the plastic wrapper. After a few moments I said, Hey, with a sense of fear, struggling a bit to get the word out. She continued to stare back at me, blank-faced and wide-eyed without flinching, which made my skin crawl more by the second. I was terrified. The second time I shouted, Hey! and almost immediately leapt out my bed to try and grab her. I was overwhelmed by fear, and the fight-or-flight response kicked in, except I had nowhere to run. In the process of rapidly hurling myself out of my bed to order, I must have closed my eyes for a fraction of a second, because my arms went right through where she was standing just a moment before. She had vanished. I turned on the bedroom light, and stood with my back against the wall for a good ten minutes, trying to comprehend what I had just experienced. The following night, one of my flatmates reported seeing an unexplained person in the dark, walking past the bathroom door behind him in the mirror while he was shaving, and this was before he knew about my experience the night before. On the third night, at the very moment I was told in person of his experience in the same house, and made the connection between the two events, the bathroom door immediately slammed shut upstairs. This is where the second separate sighting had taken place the night before. At the time there was no one upstairs. It was pitch black. And it couldn't have been the wind that slammed the door. Woman in the Window by Little Peachy Ghost This happened a good month or so ago, and hasn't happened again since. But it's definitely something that keeps playing on my mind and I keep coming back to. I have no idea if it was paranormal, or someone being a bit of a creep, but it felt wrong. So, I was sitting on the floor in front of the electric fire because I was a little chilly, and I was working on something on my laptop on the coffee table right in front of me. To my right and up a little is the living room window. The curtains are still open as it's about five or six in the evening. The weather's a bit dull and it's starting to get dark out. Not too dark that I can't see and the street lights aren't on yet, but the sun is definitely just starting to set. Now, out of nowhere, I get the urge to look out the window, which isn't totally weird. I often sit in the same spot and sometimes glance out the window to the sky and trees and the houses across the street. But this time, someone was stood looking back at me. Or so it felt like she was looking at me. I didn't see her walk up to the window. I didn't see her pass by the window. She just appeared. She was what I guessed was a middle-aged lady based on what she was wearing, staring through our living room window. From where I was sat, I couldn't see her hands or if she'd stopped to put her handbag on the wall just outside our house, or if she'd literally just stopped to snoop on our house. She wasn't moving and didn't appear to be fiddling about in a bag or her pockets. Nothing. She just looked completely still and stood there. The creepiest thing is, I couldn't see her face. She had her hood up, which wasn't exactly needed because it wasn't raining. And if it was, it wasn't very heavy because it wasn't making a sound on the window or the ledge. Where her face should have been was completely pitch black. No idea if it was just because it was in shadow or something else entirely, but it creeped me out enough to jump a little at the sight of her. Creepier still, as soon as my eyes locked onto where hers should have been, 
she seemed to realise I could see her, and that I was looking right at her. I turned to tell my fiancé, who was in the dining room on the PC, and by the time I looked back, she was gone. It hadn't even been a minute. How could someone, presumably middle-aged or even elderly, move that quick? I obviously went over to the window to see which direction down the street she'd shuffled off in, and nothing. There was no sign of her. I don't get what this was, or who she was, or what she wanted. It didn't feel right, and freaked me out enough to keep me up an extra couple of hours that night, waiting and listening to see if someone tried to break into our home. No one did, thankfully, and I've never seen this woman, or whatever it was, again since. The Face in the Old Shed Window by Dark Soul 94 My great maternal grandparents owned a 16-acre farmstead that they'd purchased back during the late 1920s to early 1930s. You reached it via Old Country Road, and the house and property itself was located smack dab in the centre of a forested area. My great maternal grandmother passed away in 99, and her husband, my great maternal grandfather, in 2011. This story takes place about a year after his passing. The property consisted of the main house, a huge hayfield and garden, tons of trails and a beautiful lake. To get to the lake, you had to track down a sloped rocky trail past an old wooden shed. The shed sat right next to the built-in carport, so wherever you were outside in the front yard of the house, it was always visible. I was 17 at the time, so I was at an age where the paranormal didn't exactly frighten me but this experience was definitely enough to give me more than a bit of a spook, as I was more of a sceptic back then than I am now. Honestly, I wouldn't even consider myself one at this point. It was late in the evening, roughly about 6.30, still enough daylight to see, so I had been out walking around and debating on whether or not I'd wanted to make the trip all the way down to the lake. Everyone was inside, so in the end I decided to go ahead out of boredom. Now, Every time I went down to that lake, that old shed had always caught my attention. It was small, just a simple tool shed that housed more pool floats than toils. But just looking at it, it always seemed to give off a creepy vibe. The old, dirty and tattered sheets made up the drapes that lined the inside of the shed's only two windows, one of which was located on the door. One of the sheets on the side of the shed had been ripped in three places, to where it resembled a screaming ghoul face. It definitely never helped with its oh-so-cheery appearance. So, as I was walking, like I did every time, I glanced over toward the shed, directly to the door that was padlocked closed. As I mentioned, I was a pretty big sceptic back then, but I swear to you that when I looked at that door, I was instantly rooted to the spot, and my blood ran cold. It was late January, so it was already chilly outside, but the air around me suddenly felt too cold, even with my layers of coats. It had taken everything in me not to yell out. What I saw in that window resembled a humanoid face, but with black eyes that seemed to pierce directly through me. When I think back on it, it didn't look like my great-grandmother or anyone else I'd recognised, but I was close enough to determine that it had in fact a feminine facial structure. The bottom corner of the sheet covering the window on the door was ripped off, so this thing was watching me through the hole 
I don't know how long I stood there. I was only at hearing the sound of a tree branch snapping behind me did I move to turn and made a break back to the house. I never once looked back to see if it was still there. I just ran. I remember staying inside for the rest of the night after that, not wanting to be anywhere out near whatever the hell that had been. I told my family that night, but with us being of the Christian religion, they didn't believe in ghosts and hauntings, so they simply wrote it off as being too dark out, coupled with my wild teenage imagination. There had never been any previous deaths on the property that we knew of up until my great-grandmother, but she hadn't even died on the property itself, and like I said, it hadn't even looked like her. I knew what I saw, though, and the fact that the door was locked from the outside meant that no one had gotten in to pull a prank on me. This was when my scepticism began to die. From that day on, I'd simply named it The Face in the Shed, and I'd been all the more wary whenever I was passing by that building, but I never saw it again. My family doesn't own the property anymore, unfortunately, so I can't ever go back to try and see if whatever I'd seen was still lingering around, and the new owners haven't said anything, so either they haven't seen her, or just prefer not to tell. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Voice of a Male Who Followed Me Home By Yuki Hibara Both my parents' house and my grandparents' house were known to have spirits living there. I never thought that one of the spirits from my grandparents' house would actually follow me home. The experiences I am about to tell you have a one-month gap and were experienced in different locations. The first one with this male voice was when I was alone in my grandmother's room watching my one-year-old cousin, who had fallen asleep at the time. Everyone was settled in the ground floor, which when there was no one in the third, and I was the only person, along with my cousin, who was staying on the second floor. I remember being so creeped out about the aura my grandmother's room had given me that I covered myself with a blanket and watched videos. After about 30 minutes, I removed the blanket, because I wanted to yawn and stretch. Anyway... I remember hearing a male voice shushing me. I could feel and hear it as if it were right next to me. I instantly turned around and found no one next to me. Looked under the bed, nothing, and I sighed a sigh of relief. The voice sounded young and seductive, which was a bit strange. A month later, I was in my parents' house, alone again. I was listening to some music when I suddenly heard a male voice humming right behind my left ear. I ignored it, which made the humming grow louder. I have no idea if this was the same voice, but I still remember that it sounded seductive, as if it were trying to lure me in. An hour later, I decided to practice hip-hop for my graded dance recital at school. Everything was fine until I came back to check on my laptop and found something written on the search bar. 
For some reason, instead of hitting the backspace button, I hit enter. And what the hell? I saw tons of sexual dancing videos as the results. I ended up stopping and wore a jacket for the rest of the day, despite the heat. I'm not afraid of any sort of paranormal entity, I'm just curious, but scared that they might, you know, possess me? What in the world did I hear? Was it a demon? Was it a ghost? Thank you so much for listening to today's video, guys. This is your friendly reminder that Halloween is just over a week away. I know it's probably not going to be the biggest Halloween ever this year, but make sure you stay safe and just enjoy yourself. Stick on some scary movies, listen to some scary podcasts, and check out creepypasta.com on their YouTube channel, of which I will be featured all this month long. So, until next time, sleep tight.